comfy. Good. Oh, lovely. All good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to season four, episode five of the hashtag Are You OK, Mate podcast. I'm so happy to be back in the studio doing this for season four. Um, I've had some amazing guests on already. And today I'm joined, like I said last week, so normally I'm joined by people I know. But this week I'm joined by people the universe has thrown me together with. I'm joined by a group of extremely inspirational young men that I think are going to bring a lot of value to this conversation. Um, I'm not going to go around and introduce them all by name because that's just going to be long. Um, but I'm joined by the amazing guys from the Man Up For What podcast. Woo, woo, Come, woo. On. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Thank you for having us. So, guys, title of the podcast, Are You Okay, Mates? Yeah, we just haven't got the S, but are you okay? What's going on? Talk no, to we're me. good. We're good. Yeah. Well, first time in Cambridge for me, so yeah. uh, the sun's out. We can't complain. Yeah, back in, so we call it sunny St. Nits for a reason, man. Nice. It's always sunny. It's not always sunny. Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> we should have been here Monday. It was like washout. <laughs> but no, thank you for coming in, boys. Like, really excited to have you. Um, I think we're going to get a lot out of this conversation. And more importantly for me, I think someone listening to this will get a lot out of this conversation. So, for those who don't know who you are, introduce yourself. Stop. We'll give it to Rash. I'll okay, give it to yeah, Rash. Right. Let's so, go, Rash. <laughs> my name is Rashid. Um, one of the six members of Man Up For What. Yeah. We've uh, been together for a very, very long time. Got started this initiative, what, maybe about two years now? Almost coming on to two years? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we've honestly stuck at it, done really, really well. Um, these are my brothers. Honestly, that's the easiest way I can say this. Like 19 years going on friendship now. Okay. And we can't get rid of each other. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, um, I'm Archie, and um, as Rash said, and thank you for the a warm introduction. Um, yeah, we've been together for a while, and this sort of came about um, during the COVID period. Um, I remember Rashid came over to mine and the Bell's flat, who is also another member who will be on a, a different podcast. But um, yeah, and we sort of had the idea that we wanted to do something mm. during that COVID period. Um and yeah, we sort of came together and decided on a podcast. Rashid came up with the name and sort of the, the trajectory of it, what yeah. we wanted it to be. And um, and yeah, we sort of just started from there. Okay. Yeah, well, last, uh, saved best of last. Um, David, <laughs> uh, part of the members of Man Up For What. And yeah, just echoing what the guys have said, I think we, we kind of wanted to create a platform where it's, it's okay for men to just speak about whatever's yeah. on their mind. Yeah. And I think the unique thing about our group is we've got so many different cultures and different ethnicities where we can share different insights. Where yeah, like like the United Nations. That's the, yeah. United, <laughs> the United Nations We should podcast. change the name. That's <laughs> the <United laughs> Do you know what? In this, I wouldn't, in the current global climate, Call yourself the United Nations. Yeah, probably not, probably Certainly not, not advertised that. Okay, if, if you take anything away from me today, please take that. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a noted. noted. Um, no. But yeah, yeah, just want to break the barrier of uh, men speaking up. Want to yeah. make it a, a normal thing to speak yeah. up. No, I'm so well. I'm so glad to to have you guys here with me today. Um, 
before we go any further, I just want to give a big shout out to Raquel Perkins, yeah, who hooked shout us up. Raquel. Raquel's <laughs> a, a good friend of mine, and um, yeah, it was really, it was really quite weird because I saw Raquel's story, mm. and I saw you guys on it, and I was like, let me check their page out, and I was busy at work, and I was like, right, I'm gonna drop them a DM later on today, and then you DM'd me. <laughs> And said, oh, like, Raquel's been <laughs> talking about you. <laughs> and um, I was like, no way. I was going to DM you later to, to see if we can do something. And it just goes to show how God works. And mm, yeah. and yeah, here yeah. we are, amen. And we're all back in, we're in a room together. And it just shows that it's meant to happen. Um, one thing, I, I, another, I've got to give another thank you to you for not wearing your Chelsea shirt. Oh, oh thank God. I mean, dude, I was going to bring it up, but I thought, you know what? Oh, mate. <laughs> I, need, I, I genuinely, 100%, I put my Spurs shirt on this morning. And I was telling the guys earlier, like I thought it was just going to be long for me. If I, <laughs> if, I put, if I wear that, I'm just going to get pelters. So, um, now, nah, like I say, boys, welcome, and um, it's so good, so good to have you. So, let's start with the obvious. Like, where, who thought of the title, and what does the title stand for? Okay, okay, yeah. So, literally, I remember. <laughs> let's. This is the love child of uh, our meeting, pretty much in East London. Just in a flat, and I was sitting there, and we, like I just said, we wanted to do something. Yeah, we were like, it's nice for us to just be friends and have our nine to fives and everything, but let's just create something for ourselves. Yeah, because that's like something about us as men. We like to have something that we like to say is our own. Yeah. So we literally, <laughs> I remember doing a presentation that had so many spelling mistakes, so <laughs> many like grammatical mistakes and yeah. everything. And I was like, boys, this is what we're gonna do. Yeah. So I literally was sitting there, and I said. Initially, I came up with the idea of just man up. And mm. I was tr kind of like a play on words in terms of like trying to do the flip, the, the term that people normally use. Yeah. But then I literally sat there and I said, what if we just said, in terms of just making it a bit more direct, make it man up for what? Because what are we manning up for? Mm. Someone tells you man up, like for, for what reason? I don't need to man up. I'm just being myself, being an individual myself who can speak about exactly what's on my chest. So that's literally how we came up with it. We yeah. just said, yeah, man up for what works perfectly perfectly and then literally the ball just started rolling from there yeah in terms of making the logo pretty much how we were looking to approach this so yeah that's the merch looks sick yeah it's all right isn't it come on the, the merch is good like big up the water bottles come on. we're I coming mean, for prime let me just give a shout out. obviously the logo wasn't as good as that when we first started it was it was a lot worse <laughs> <laughs> but we we got there then i think everyone when you get a logo design, like you try and like, I'll show you, I'll show you the artwork I came up with for Are You Okay, <laughs> mate? Right, and it was just I went on Canva, and I, yeah, Canva's the one. Yeah, I was like, I done this, and um, so in this building it doesn't work in here now. A guy called Sam Cousins is a graphic designer. Showed him, and then over the weekend, one weekend, he just like he sent me, he sent me a screenshot of that. Yeah. And he's like, I've done your logo. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that, that's why I'm in construction. And that's why you're a graphic designer, Sam. And 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 Sam's gone on to design some amazing stuff for me. And um, yeah, no, the merch looks sick. So like, and also the man up for what? Like every time I hear it, all I can hear is the little John song. Like that's got to yeah, be your soundtrack yeah, yeah. from that's now it. on. That's, that's a it. good show. Walk up music. That's a good show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you walk up, you've got yeah. you've got to cut that little John uh, track in there. Um, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 for what? Man, what? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I think we're gonna take that. Yeah, we're gonna take that. Okay, any royalties you get off that? Like this is evidence that that's my idea. Any lawyers listening, DM me. Yeah, no. Um. No, so, yeah, I, I mean, I'm sort of getting the gist of why you've done it. And I think it's really important that 
as men, we are given a space to talk and like no matter how many, I I, I hate this to get into a, a sex war, mm. like but women do have safe spaces. It is it's safer for women to speak. Yeah, I think like now it's okay for men to talk like for men to talk to another group it's a group initiative in St Nits um, founded by a good friend of mine Luke Newman um, but it's important isn't it that, that we and that we are given a space and big up you guys for doing that um, so what what are, we, what are we each an individual because I feel like I'm with the Blazing Squad here like, <laughs> what's everyone's individual role within Man Ooh, Up for what oh, great That's question good. that is a very good great question what, what's your individual roles because okay. so just so you know Blazing Squad we do have a comeback tour coming <laughs> so keep, an keep an eye on that so for in, in terms of how we've done it I think for me like speaking with my chest about exactly everything because I was kind of the one who was came up with the idea and running everything yeah. It's a bit hard, especially when you're dealing with your friends in terms of business and friendship. Yeah. It's always very hard to f- find like that line. So mainly me, it's almost like I'm almost like the yes or no man. As yeah. in like, I'll just oversee, let the boys do what they need to do. Yeah. And then I'll oversee and chip in in any sort of areas that I can myself. Because I don't want to feel like I'm on top of everyone. That's okay. the last thing I like to do. David, you've got your bits. What's, yours, your, yeah. what's your role in I mean, I like to say business development. because okay. So I work in sales as a nine to five and... My thing is just driving, keeping the momentum going. Because mm-hmm. uh, like Rashid said, there's so many cooks in the kitchen. Sometimes everyone's busy, but you need to keep it going to, to keep it sustainable. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, I like to say I'm business development. So trying to find new ways where we can reach out and, yeah, become more more relevant. Really. Yeah. Okay. Archie, what's your role, man? Uh, my role, I mean, to be honest, it's difficult because... We're on this journey and we've sort of just started to gather momentum. And so I wouldn't say I have a role as such. It's not like clearly outlined like that. And it does make me feel a little bit bad in that sense where um, some members are like, so for example, Priyash, Rashid, um, Janelle, like they're more directly involved in in things um, operationally, so to speak. What I enjoy doing is when we've been going into schools and in our local school and um, dealing with the kids, talking Mm. to the kids, that's what I've really enjoyed. So I I guess you could say um, that would be my role as I've done that most frequently. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So just engaging with your audience. And that's as important as anyone, like, Mm. you know. Any great machine has cogs that works, and and if one of those cogs doesn't work, the rest of them don't work, right? So, exactly, yeah. yeah, no, that's that's really cool to hear. And well, we've obviously got shout out to other team who aren't on the mic <laughs> that, that obviously all have have their roles as well. Um, so talk to me about actually, what inspired you to do what you do? Because I've got I've got I've got thousands of questions, mm. but what inspired you? Because everyone I know that that, that operates within this space. There's a reason we do what we do. Like, so for me, my reason, my why, was my own battle with mental health. You know, the, the suicide attempt back in 2017, the being signed off work in 2018, which is when Are You Okay, Mate, first. My first idea for Are You Okay, Mate came about when I was off work. And I dreamed of a drop-in space. Like, men need a space to, if you're walking into town... You're not feeling right. Is there somewhere you can go and have a cup of tea? And then, like, so that's what inspired me to do Are You Okay, Mate? Because Are You Okay, Mate? It's a question that we all ask every day. 
but do we really mean it? Um, but this isn't this isn't about me. So that's my that was my inspiration. So what was your inspiration for starting that? What was the driving force? What's the why? Yeah, so for me, mainly spun out of lockdown. Um, they don't don't want to say about the rules that we possibly were breaking. <laughs> what happened was um, I was literally like realized myself. I remember there was one incident which David always loves this this story so much. I remember taking a shower, and I would literally look down at my hands, and there was like hair everywhere, okay. and I knew that something wasn't right. I knew mentally I was not in the right space. Okay. I I just felt like I had a lot on my back. And I'd done 89 days in lockdown on my own as well before I finally reached out to Priyash and Priyash was like, yeah, come round. Mm. And I think that's where I just started to see that just talking to my friends, talking to my brothers yeah. around me, it made me feel so much better about myself. And literally I opened up to them so much about during that time, like my struggles with not having my father in my life, maybe just some of my relationships, maybe with my mother mm. or other people around me. So it just helped me so much. And I said, you know what? This is actually helping me. Like, why can it not just appeal to more of the masses mm. like we all started sharing stuff ourselves as well that made us really like yeah this is what i'm going through and then i realized that there is, there is a space for this and that's when we literally just started kicking on from there really yeah yeah okay archie what was like what what was your inspiration for getting involved in it then because when men do it's an uncomfortable time when you open up not for you opening up but also hearing about it, it is uncomfortable yeah. and that's what makes us people not robots so what was your sort of why for getting involved um firstly i just i thought it was a good idea i thought um men that are our age as well um i consume podcasts i like taking in this kind of content and i didn't see anything that was mental health specific mm. from a group of men that's our demographic of our age um coming together and speaking about um, mental health issues or, or just mental wellness or just, um, yeah, just being ways in which at this stage of your life you can sort of approach yeah. mental well-being yeah. uh, because at this age we're, we're on such a learning curve and we're on such a journey that um, it's sort of good to reason with your friends as well. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we compare ourselves to our closest circle, so our, our closest friends. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whenever I see my friends achieving something good, of course I'm happy about that, no doubt. But then there is a, a negative element, like the devil on your shoulder, that, that's whispering, well, what are you doing then? Mm. And these kinds of things. And um, as close as we are and have been, we've never really had those kind of conversations. Mm. You know, like, are you okay, mate? Yeah, I'm fine. And it was always just that kind of thing. We, and um, this sort of provided a space where we could open up about that. Mm. And, um, and yeah, I just thought it was like a really good idea in terms of nothing similar that I've come across anyway uh, being, being available. So, um, yeah, I was, I was... Initially, I didn't like the name, but then, yeah, I was, I was all on board. I yeah. tried really hard with that. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Like, what was your driving force? Um, when I actually look back at it now, because... For me, I had the period I had to actually ask myself why I'm actually still involved in this because there was a period where everyone went a bit radio silence and yeah. it felt like it was only me pushing the thing. But I asked myself why am I actually still doing this? Why do I want to carry it on? And I think 
the main thing for me was two things. The first was actually a selfish reason because me personally, like I find it uncomfortable doing like speaking about my emotions. Mm-hmm. So like, and for me, I understand like to grow as a person, you need to like be uncomfortable and deal with that um, uncomfortable environment. So for me, originally it was a selfish reason to try and work on myself in regards to like be more open with friends, loved ones, and specifically my family, because I think I've got a big family, but we're we're all so close, but we're not close, if that makes sense. Right, yeah, and we don't exactly. speak about topics we spoke about on our podcast. So for me, it was a way to develop myself initially. And then secondly, I think what Archie mentioned just now about you've we've been friends for so long, but we've never actually had these conversations. Mm. Like, for instance, like Priyash's, like, dad passed away but obviously we all knew about it and i've never actually you know picked up the phone and actually said oh Priyash, how are you feeling but the podcast create that environment where create like a vehicle create the vehicle for you to yeah to talk i mean it is hard for men to to talk it is hard for us to to sit down it is uncomfortable um but it's so important that people like you guys do facilitate that for men because I don't know about you. I think there's more men out there that want to, but just don't know how to. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so they want to talk, but they don't know where is my safe space. Yeah. Who can I talk to? And I think the more people that that put a voice to men's mental health and saying, look, do, do you know, like I always talk about it as our mental health should be treated the same as our physical health. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like. So I tell a story about like so I work with football clubs, and I say I, I, I was speaking to to some footballers, and I said if you was to get a hamstring injury at training tomorrow, what would you do? Mm. And they were like, oh, we'd go and see the physio. I was like, right, cool. And then what would you do? Well, then we'd go into rest and rehab, and then until we were fit, we started playing again. I said, how many people died from a hamstring injury last year? I was like. Like how many people died from suicide? Mm. So we can talk about parts of our body that don't matter, yet the most complex organ in the body we won't talk about seems bonkers to me. Mm. And um, you know, the the fact that you guys have have created that safe space is amazing. And let me go back to lockdown with you, Rashid. You Mm -hmm. said you struggled with it. What did that look like? Um. My waist jumped up a little bit <laughs> in terms of, I think I just was in a spiral. Like, honestly, like yeah. the, the common like associations you would have with someone who was going through something like that. So I was losing hair. I was putting a lot more weight on. Right. I just literally was just not really leaving my house. I know we couldn't really, but I literally was, I was renting at that time. So I literally was just not leaving. And then I was just like, you know, in lockdown, we all lost the concept of time. Nobody knew what day or t- whatever. <laughs> I literally just co- lost the concept of year. Like, that's how it was for me at that moment. So I could just tell with myself, I was like, I'm, I'm losing myself. I'm honestly, honestly just losing myself physically. Mentally, I'm not in the right place. I'm not focused. Scary. Yeah, yeah, literally. And I was just like, I think I remember one way that Archie said, you remember, he said, if somebody made a TV show about me right now, I would get zero views. <laughs> that is literally how I felt about it during that time. Okay. That, yeah. So yeah, it was it was tough. It was tough. But like I said, without these boys, honestly, I I remember it was a conversation with me, Priyash and Abel just sitting in my room and I just just literally just unleashed everything and I just said, This is how I'm feeling. I feel horrible. I feel like I'm 
disappointment. I feel like I'm behind, just like Archie said, you, like, you compare yourself to your peers. Mm. I feel like I feel like I'm behind everyone and all of that. And then that's when I was like, yeah, that's when it started. Just me opening up, me being able to talk to my boys about exactly how I was feeling. And then literally, man up for what is here now. So I can't complain. Yeah, and, and, and we thank God that you are. Yeah, 100%. Archie, how did that feel, hearing Rashid open up for the first time? Um, It kind of, it was uncomfortable. You know, it's it's uncomfortable to know that. Um, I I remember Rashid. I remember all of these guys as happy kids, like we all were growing up. Um, so to to hear that one of my close friends had such a um, a painful experience, mm. and I was I had no awareness of it, and. Um, and yeah, to, to hear that he went through that was, was very uncomfortable. Mm. And um, then it sort of made me feel a lot of respect for him as well. Mm -hmm. um, because what he done, um, I'm still trying to find the courage to do. Where, sure, I might break down some things to my close friends. I mean, these lot is pretty much as close friends as I'm going to get. I still keep a 15 to 20% to myself. I don't. I don't. Um, it's it's probably the the ego is probably um, the um, the side of me that feels less of a man if I go the four hundred and say everything. Um, so I obviously I know I'm trying to work towards that point where I can, but um, yeah, um, it was it was uncomfortable but very motivational um, at the same time, and uh, and yeah, it was. Uh, sort of brought us all to this space as well so the thing that happened to him and the experience that he had was um you know looking at it from now was was really a good thing mm. okay david is it would you say that the group's now a safe space i would say so yeah the reason i ask is because obviously archie's just said he's holding back 15 20 mm. percent mm. but i guess because it's still that that burden of being a man like for, for me I, I can still relate to that where I'm a lot more open and comfortable about speaking about things now. Mm. But again, there's probably not, I'm not going to say everything that's on my mind, but okay. I feel like when we do get together, I feel like our conversations are now a lot more meaningful. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. whereas before, it just banter, this, that, like, you know. Which is good and still needed. Yeah, still yeah. needed. I, I, need, I need to go on record and say that, actually, because I caught myself probably two or three weeks ago thinking, do you know, every time I speak to people, I'm always very serious. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm always, are you okay? Like, how are things? Like, talk to me. Like, but then I was like, actually, like that banter and everything, mm. that is still so important because, yeah. like, yes, the, the deeper meaningful stuff, under, in my opinion, underpins the relationship if you get that right. Yeah. But the release, the reason you're friends with your friends is you can have those good times yeah. and those yeah. jokes and, but yeah, so the the banter is still really important. Hundred yeah. percent. That's yeah. how, as men, like that's how we communicate. You know, mm. we communicate and we rip each other. That's the kind of relationship <laughs> yeah. we have you know, as guys. So. Exactly. So I remember my ex girlfriend now. I so she lived up in Sheffield, and I took I brought her to meet my friends, mm. and like everyone was just caning me. Like, <laughs> my pals were just absolutely coating me. 
initiation for about, <laughs> for about an hour two hours we sat in a pub and the, the boys were hammering me <laughs> and then I was giving it to them back and then we got in the car and she went do you lot actually like each other <laughs> yeah that's it mate. I was like yeah I said I worry if people don't do it yeah, now yeah like this weekend just gone like I've been to two events where I've I've seen people that I've not seen for years like so, for example, Good Friday, I went. I went to this event, and there was like my friends from school, like who I was really close with, up until probably ten years ago. Like we was a really like we went on holidays together. Like, and then people just drift apart. Some of them stayed in that group. I didn't. Um, but I was back with them on Friday, and within ten minutes, <laughs> it was back to. Yeah. Being 18 again. Yeah, yeah, you pick it up it. exactly where you left. And that's it? so important for us men that, that we do have that dynamic. And yeah, like the, the banter's like huge. Like oh, I think it's needed. It is needed. And the ripping each other, you're right, is how we communicate. Mm. It's mm. I like my personal opinion is that I think is we, we do it as sort of a as a safety net. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it makes yeah. a lot of sense with that. Like really. like let let me take the Mickey out of this guy, like my best friends. Because then I'll break down any barriers, and then if I need to have that, yeah, yeah, yeah conversation. Yeah, 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 but also, true. I think it's important that you understand with your friends that you need to like yell, like, can we? And I think that's something we've got better at um, because we still have the banter, we rip, rip each other to sh- uh, shreds, but then we can then have that serious conversation. Who gets the most pelters? Oh. <laughs> Who do you think? I'm going to go, say Rashid. Do you no, get the most? Quick though, they don't know. <laughs> I'm quick. I'm very, very good. I'm always ready. So, literally, around these boys, you always just got to be. It's like yeah, three. But that's honestly. how. I, so I've got, I've got, a, I've got a group of like my, my best pals. There's a group of, there's a group of us, yeah. and I, they, I tend to get it the most, but I give it dish the most. Right, yeah. yeah, like I dish it back, dish yeah. it straight, and like I think when you're used to, because I, I, I grew up taking shots. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like that's how I, I grew up. So. Taking shots at each other's my thing. Like if we're gonna go for shots, let's go yeah, for yeah, shots. Yeah, yeah. Like, no holding back. No, and I'd, yeah, I wouldn't. Be, I'd worry, man, if my friends didn't. If we mm. sat down for dinner and my friends didn't rip me about <laughs> some stuff, like this, this is this is how much like but these these were guys that I'd not seen for a long time, and we started talking to one of the lads about his. Let's not get too explicit, but his preferences. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Okay, and he started. He divulged <laughs> what he was into, and then one of the lads went, "Fucking stop! You'll end up on his podcast." <laughs> <laughs> you had to put the notepad away, didn't you? Like, oh, no. <laughs> so I came back with, I was like, "I wouldn't have any of you on. You're not interesting enough." <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, it is good. It is needed. Um, so, like, let's talk about what you're doing now, like going into schools, like because that's amazing. Because masculinity. There's two sides to this. Mm. Masculinity is needed. And if you don't sit on that side of the fence, we're probably going to end up having a discussion. I think masculinity is a good thing and I think it's getting lost. Mm. Like, Mm -hmm. the society we're in nowadays where mental health has become, rightly so, such a big thing, I think there's a lot of people that have gone the other way with it. Mm. Like, we're now conditioning our young men not to be in their feelings. Like, or to be in their feelings too much. Yeah. Like, for me, masculinity is needed, but you need to teach young people how to regulate 
those feelings because mm-hmm. it's the ones that don't regulate those feelings, the ones that think it's okay to be sad and angry all the time. They're the ones that, when they get older, they're the ones that, that beat their wives. They're the ones that mm-hmm. don't become good men. Like Things like stoicism's lost now. Yeah. I, I see it in you. Know, I coach young people at football. Okay. And stoicism's lost on them. And so tell me about your experiences in school with, with, with young men. Yeah, I mean, so what we want to do just as a group, when it, in particular with regards to the schools, is we want to at least start the dialogue or at least plant the seed in these young boys' minds mm. with regards to these are some of the pitfalls that I never inevitably come along with life and yeah. you being young men particularly young men in disadvantaged community mm. um, these are some of the pitfalls and we've seen many um, a friend fall into that pitfall and um, their life turn out bad or, or stop so we want to put these ideas in their minds but then also put the idea of self-soothing emotional regulation mental regulation these kinds of things, and so from from my perspective, it's just a bit of a shame that it's sort of on us to do that, and there's no 100%. kind of school curriculum. Um, 100%. There's no, you know, there's PE, there's maths, there, there's everything, all valuable, no problem. But the fact that they don't put any money towards actually making a curriculum throughout the different age groups and teaching boys or just children in general mm-hmm. about mental wellness and well-being is is a massive shame and um and you can sort of see the effects that it has on, yeah. on, on society so definitely we try to plant that seed as best as we can it is um learning on the job process as well um so seeing what connects what doesn't what they engage with what they don't how mm. best to put forward this material as well uh, whether that's worksheets or discussions or what kind of things we can do. Yeah. So th- that's, you know, we deliver a 50-minute session um, and, and we sort of then try to gauge what landed and what didn't. Yeah. And and then just take it from there. Okay. What's, um, how, how is it received with the young men? Especially, like, I've been interested in sort of, you know, like with the, with the ethnic minority communities. Yeah. Like, how is the mental health side received in that? Like, so talk to me from growing up in the black community, mm. as a young man, was mental health spoke about with your dads <laughs> and your uncles? Or if you tried to... So go back to when you was 15. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've got a 13-year-old son. In fact, let's use that. I've got a 13-year-old son. Let's use that example. Mm. My 13-year-old son has been very open about his battle with anxiety. And I'll take a massive pat on the back for that because it's how I've raised him up. Like, we, 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 t- we have check-ins. We talk to each other about our mental health. At the age of 13, mm. in the black community, if you were to go to your dad or your uncle or, a, you know, a, an older family member yeah. and say, oh, dad, I've got really bad anxiety. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I can't really love I'm it. In my head. <laughs> I, I can't go to school today. Like, so my son's called me. I've been at work. Mm. And he's had an anxiety attack whilst I've been driving to work. And he said, look, my anxiety is really bad today. I don't, and I'm like, right, cool, have a mental health day. I'm going to speak to your school, okay. get your support. Like, what would have happened <laughs> in your community, in your families, if you would have done that? How's it received? Boy. How's it perceived? What's, what's the... What's anxiety? Yeah, that would be the first <laughs> that would be the question. the first thing that would actually... I think what it is with African culture, it's like, 
we, we ignore a lot of this stuff in terms of like our mental health, like stress. So I remember even when I was younger, I would say to them, I've got a headache. They'd be like, you can't have a headache. You got no, you can't have stress. Like you're a child. Like they, that's how they view you. It's just, it is, it's loving, but obviously in a different type of love. Yeah. That's how they look at it. But just looking back at it now, like I didn't have my father in my life. I've literally been predominantly raised in a house full of women, just my mom and my sisters. And I think, Back then, just still, like, it wasn't really something big. So the pressure would have been bigger on you it then? It was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. But I felt like, I think there was a lot of nurturing, because women are naturally very nurturing, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. So speaking about mental health wasn't such a big thing well, when I was younger, because they were always there to support me and look after me. Like, yeah. you're the young prince of the house. That's how they looked at me. Yeah. And then now that I've gotten older, though, and why what Archie was saying is going back to the youth and helping them. Once I've gotten older now, me and my mom are like so close now. Like we are so, so, because it's such a big thing now, especially how you're older, you can actually speak about it. Like even when she has issues, she would literally call me, like 30 second call, she'd be like, guess what I did? I think my age or whatever. And it's nice to, to have that barrier. Mm. But I think when I was younger personally, yeah, it wasn't really, I don't know, David. Yeah, man, you get laughed at. Like, <laughs> like if, if, mate, if I ever tried that with my mum saying, oh, I've got anxiety, I can't go to school today. She would like, Get out of bed and get to get school. To like, what you what are you talking about? Anxiety. Like, I brought you into this country so you can get a good education, <laughs> get into school. Go and get yeah. your education. Yeah. The reason you yeah. So, so let's, let, let's use that experience and come to today. Mm. How are your workshops received with young men in these communities mm. now? Like, is it met with, I'm a bit too cool to listen mm. to this? Or, a little bit. Or yeah. are they like, right, cool. And have you had any feedback where they've gone home and then spoke about this with their family? So, Great question. Yeah, that's a very, very good question. For, from what I've seen, the, the workshops that I've attended, because we do it on a rotation basis, obviously we have yeah. our nine to fives yeah. that we have to deal with. The the one thing I've liked myself looking at for, like pulling back a little bit, is how the kids were saying, like, we actually feel like you care. We actually feel like you actually care about us and what we want. Just like I just said, they feel like sometimes the schools are letting them down because there is obviously demands and everything that they do want themselves, but they're not getting heard as actual kids because they're just like oh you're just a student yeah. and then they just pass you on even when we did our recent one Archie, mm. they were like we haven't had a school trip for almost like two years I was like wow mm. that's that's shocking like literally all we did was just take them out little day out pretty much do some rock climbing yeah. a little bit of they were, so happy. they were so happy oh, they loved it and even for me like I felt nice I was like I can feel that what we're doing is actually working it's, mm. do you get a sense of reward working yeah, and I think the the main thing is that it's something we wish we had at that age. I think that's anything within this space. Like, <laughs> anything yeah. you do now, it's what you needed. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. But especially, like, in, in the schools, because, well, we went to Sydney Russell, so embarking in Dagenham. I mean, East London, probably not the best uh, best place to schooling-wise. Um, but we had such a diverse group of people, diverse ethnicities. And, yeah, at that time, a lot of us probably wouldn't have spoken openly but I think with the kids we speak with now they actually want to like talk about their feelings they want to open up but they want to open up to the right sort of people yeah so I think the fact that we've been there done it they can kind of see us in them that for me the experience I've had at the workshops they're very engaging and wanting to speak to us um and they can't do that with the teachers that's why I think they value us coming in so you're creating a safe space for young for students yeah that's, it. that's amazing boys I I do hope that you give yourselves credit for it, like because because that's let me say as a father to a thirteen year old that suffers with mental health problems, like that's a beautiful thing to hear what you're doing, 
because it gives me a little bit of hope that there is... Because a worry I have as a dad is if he has an anxiety attack at school, mm. what happens? He goes and sees his teacher and they call me. But if he was given one of these workshops, yeah, like it would be, create okay a deeper understanding of it for him and and like what what does your your workshops involve what do you tell these kids what do you what are you teaching them so we've basically set out um a 10 lesson or 10 workshop curriculum okay and we basically uh, take them through um such topics as uh, group identity self identity um social media how to navigate that space um and you know, a mental wellness and things, uh, pitfalls, things to look out for, negative self-talk versus positive self-talk, um, you know, actuality, the reality of a situation versus your imagination. Um, these kinds of things, we try to plant the seeds of getting that discourse and dialogue going mm. and, um, and making them understand things like, you know, you have the average person has like six thousand thoughts a day. Some of those are going to be negative. Mm. It, it's it's not a, it's not a sign that you're mentally unstable. Mm. Uh, it's part and parcel of life, growing, navigating, and um, and we also try to sort of make them aware of the environment that they're in. Yeah. Um, and you know, not to rag on the teachers too much, but you know, they have a difficult job. It's not easy to be a teacher. Um, you know, and we sort of try to make them understand that aspect of it as well yeah and um and yeah so these are the kind of things we try to do but as i said it's a very much learning process for us as well knowing what connects because so far we've been dealing with your sevens eights and nines mm -hmm. they all have different levels of comprehension mm -hmm. you know different ways in which they engage with content you know you wouldn't teach a, a year nine uh, maths to year seven students so it's it's that kind of also trying to find the line of what information to introduce at what stage mm. um so that's yeah that's what we've been doing and and they have been reacting well to it and um some of the teachers have been saying as well they've seen an, a marked improvement i was going to ask in, that in i was going to say it's like their schooling yeah. improving because of it yeah. yeah, well, we've been told that, yeah, some of the kids are... Cause, so specifically what we're doing now is with the kids who are, like, they have that bad title. Um, so as well as their mental health, we're actually working on their behaviours as well. Okay. And one key thing we've done was, like, a decision tree yeah. um, exercise where... So they get relocated is where you get detention for misbehaving. Right. So we kind of, like, gave... We asked them for their different scenarios and then done, like, decision tree saying... What about if you done this action? What would have been the result? And they took well to that, I think. Mm -hmm. So we're hoping a lot of the stuff we've been teaching them, they can actually put that into practice, into their like experience at school. Amazing. And I hope that if there's anyone in education that's listening to this, like I'll link your page at the end of this, um, that they get in contact because I'm telling you now it's needed. And thank you as a father. Thank yeah. you for doing what you do. Like it's really inspirational. Um, we're starting to run out of time, so I've got one more question. I weren't going to ask this question, and it weren't until we just had coffee downstairs. <laughs> one thing I've always, like, I'm not shy about my faith, mm -hmm. um, but then speaking with, yeah, I, don't, I don't know if you, you, you're a man of faith as well. Yeah. Um, one thing I've always wanted, I've wanted someone on the podcast to talk about the link between faith and mental health. 
Mm. And then obviously speaking to to you downstairs, I realised that I'm that God's presented me with an opportunity. <laughs> and I'm going to be silly to to pass it up, and I hope it's a it's a conversation that we can have and sure. and get something out. So let me start with you. Like, how important is your faith to your mental health? Uh, everything it started me on on this journey i picked up a book four or five years ago called mm. the meaning of life by by a georgian bishop I'm, I'm from georgia um and i was at an orthodox church mm-hmm. and i just saw i saw the book the the title was inviting the the colors of of the front page was inviting and it was a small book as well mm. um i mean i was never much of a reader i, I liked comic books um growing up i i, I love spider-man i had loads of spider-man comics who don't love spider-man <laughs> yeah <laughs> like um, it, the, the whole marvel thing yeah. like for me spider-man's the goat yeah so but yeah i saw that book i picked it up and i mean i it just reaffirmed everything that I loved about my faith, and the the link is so is so unbelievably substantial between mental health and and faith. You know, um, me myself, I'm a Christian, but a, a man with without faith in in life is is going to struggle because you're going to be hit with things that seem to you as unfair or um, you know, um, just bad badness will happen to you in, in this life. So me having a, a strong connection or trying to strengthen that connection with my faith is is just, um, I, I don't know how, what, what, where else I'd go, mm. what else I'd run to. You know, psychology, self-help, that's great, but it's, it's not underpinned by anything other than science. Science is not enough. You need God, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, so you need, you need right. him. I, yeah, I had to. I, that book really done a lot for me. Okay. And then from that, I, I read a book called um, How to Outwit the Devil. And then from that, I just started to get more and more into theology, into the Bible. And, uh, I love the Bible. <laughs> and yeah, it's just it's, it's so amazing. It's such an amazing read. It's so when, when you sort of get to a level of um, mental um, sort of ability to even read long form text you know that's something that's lost on on our generation and and those below us as well but when you sort of train yourself into that ability through other books and then you step into something like the bible is uh, there's not a netflix show or a film that you can show me that i would find as um, enjoyable or as deep as meaningful as that see i can't so I've got the King James version. I can't read long because there's too many whomsoever's, yeah, thousand, whatsoever's, yeah. Thou- and, and <laughs> if I read too many passages, I'm gonna go sleep. Yeah, <laughs> what I do love about it is, like, so I'll give you an example. I was working away down in Kent last week. Mm. When I stay in a hotel now, I get really interested to see if there's a Bible in a hotel room because I think it's a bit of a rumor, and there was a Bible in my hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> And one thing I love doing with the Bible is just opening it and whatever passage is there. Yeah. And just having a read. That. Read it. Yeah. And it was the t- story of Easter. Oh, the okay. week, the, the Easter week, oh, really? the story what of the Easter. Ch- what are the chances? Yeah, yeah, literally. Uh, I know. <laughs> and so I sat there and, and I d- like, obviously I know the story of Easter, but it was lovely to read it. And like, I don't know about you guys. Like, do you find scripture, when you read scripture, it points to something in your life? Very, very, actually, it's actually very, very true. I, I've noticed that myself in terms of, I, I always 
for me, sometimes what I like to do is I go to my mother because my mother was the first gateway for me to get into Christianity. Okay. So I would go into like talk to my mom and be like, mom, this is what I need. And then she'll be like, right, go and read this bit because my mom knows the Bible at the back of her hand. Yeah, She's some people do, don't very know. God-fearing <laughs> yeah. woman. Like, yeah. Very, very shout out to momsy. I love you. So that's literally like probably the way I always do things in terms yeah. of I'll just be like, mom, this is what I'm going. And she goes, go to your Bible, go to this, and then just leaves me there. And even just when you go through trials and tribulations in life as well, you always like relate to whatever you're reading when it comes to the Bible. I don't know what it is. It will bring you either what you're going through now or something that you've gone through previously and you just reflect on that. That's how I always felt like what happens yeah. to me. How about you, like with your faith? And I mean, me and faith, I mean, I, I'm, I believe in God. I believe in faith. Um, I think because it was forced, more forced upon me when I was a child. Whereas now I'm I'm trying to find it myself and what I feel comfortable yeah, with. Of course. Um but I definitely link faith with mental health because it yeah, underpins that element of if you've got if you have that faith, that belief, you can overcome any negative 100%. thing that comes your way. I think yeah, you're right. It is. Like if you've got something to I remember so I've not always had faith. I was I, I went to a Church of England school. Mm. I had it rammed down my throat. Like yeah. we were forced to go to church once a year, I was forced to sit in an assembly every morning, pray and sing hymns. hymns. Yeah. So by the time <laughs> I left school, I was like, I'm done with this. And yeah. I had the thought that if God was real, why do bad things happen? If God's real, why do children die? If God's real, why do people get horrible disease? And all of those things are awful. Mm. Um, and I think ev- this is what I love about faith. Everyone's journey is personal and yeah. everyone's journey is different. Um, and I think that finding my faith again in 2017 to 2018 was one of the most beautiful things for me. And when I tell you, like, the stuff God's done in my life, like, I get, like there's so many times where I've, I've prayed for something and I've asked for guidance and it's happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how can I not believe in this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. now it, I'm almost trying to convince myself yeah. to not be- Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, to yeah, not yeah. believe. and. And yeah, it is. It's it's so important. And one thing that I like, just I digress a little bit. So I remember having a conversation with my stepfather, a very nice man, and um, we were talking about faith. And I said, "Do you know what?" And at the time, I was probably in my twenties, so I didn't have mm. faith at this point. But I said, "Do you know? Do you know what? Like the world's a really rubbish place." And if someone can look outside of the world and have something to bring a bit of comfort, who are we? to say that's wrong mm-hmm. um yeah. but like yeah so th- my, my journey with my faith was was born when i attempted suicide mm-hmm. i literally asked god and i said if you're real you're going to give me a reason not to hang myself mm-hmm. and i promise you as true as i'm sat here now in front of my left eye i saw my youngest and uh, my eldest son's face and in front of my right eye i saw my youngest son's face oh my as God. clear as i'm looking at you two now and in that moment, like, and I promise you, it was instant. And this is the beautiful thing about God. You don't have to wait. Yeah, like, yeah. it's instant. Mm. Like, in that moment, I was gone. I was out of, I went from being suicidal to, I ain't effing doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where it was like, was that desperation or was God a real thing? And then I started asking, I started praying for other stuff. And then in 2018, I remember laying in my bath, crying, crying out to God and saying, like, I'm, I was so depressed. I was signed off work. I didn't know what to do. I 
was like, I just want to get better. It's mm. all I want is to get better. And I was like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to go gym. I'm trying to eat well. I'm trying to not drink. I'm, I'm trying all of these things, and I'm still, I'm well. And depression is clinical, and there is that. That's true. Mm. And I was like, you. I said, you've got to help me. And I remember the next morning, I woke up beautiful, clear, sunny day. And I was walking down to my car and three priests walk past me. So there's a, <laughs> there's a church over there. Yeah. Three priests in their robes walk past me, one of them carrying the cross. Three wise men. <laughs> <laughs> three wise men, yeah. No, three, three priests walk past me in dressed in their robes. And I was like, no, nah, like, <laughs> stop playing with me. But I just felt like a weight had been lifted. And there's been so many times where I've, like... Again, the most recent thing happened for me. So I've just recently started doing my nine-to-five job. The job before made me so unwell with stress. And again, I was sat at my most vulnerable in the bath and I cried with tears coming out of my, my eyes. And I was like, why am I doing it? I was like, just, I can't go on. I was like, because I felt like my connection from God had gone a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. And I was like, where have you gone? Like, why are you hiding from me? Mm. And then... Next thing I know, within a week, I've got an interview for a new job and then here I am That's in a new job that makes me happy. And I think that, my, like like you guys, my faith is so important to me and my relationship with scripture. Like, what's, what's, what's your favourite verse? Biblically, not, not lyrically. <laughs> 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 um, that's, that's actually a very, very tough one in terms of, I've recently just started getting back into it, just like yeah. you said y- yourself. Um, for for me personally, I can't say a specific verse. Like I said, I go to my mother. That's yeah. that's my totem. That's like, mom, yeah. I need your help. But for me, if I speak like you just spoke about your faith, I'm not saying my favorite verse, but speaking about the faith. One thing I have learned when we're speaking about mental health and the religion is, I one thing that I've learned from this is I'm not alone. That's the number one thing there I've you learned go. because mm. I always. Before I go to bed, I sit there, I will pray, say amen. Then after that, I just have a conversation. I literally just say, God, today's been like this. This is what I want to achieve. I hope you can help me through this. This is how it is. And literally just talk to him like it's an actual friend. Yeah. That way it just alleviates so much stress off my back. So that's one thing that I really have learned so much about my faith recently in terms of I'm not alone. No matter what it is that I'm going through, mentally, whatever it is, I've always got somebody there for me. That's the number one thing for me. Personally. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mine um my favorite verse is probably um it's probably I think it's Matthew eleven ten where he says, um, everyone that asks will receive our answer, everyone that um seeks will find everyone, um and whosoever should knock, the door will be open. So I feel like that very much puts you in the driver's seat. Um, to ask as you did, you you asked, you begged, and you got to be humble when you do it. Begged, you mm. begged, but that's the thing. Humility is, you know, if we believe the stories of the Bible, no one's humbled themselves more than God in in the shape of man, and then He was crucified um, for our sins. So that's as humble as it gets. And when you humbled yourself, when you begged, you cried, um, and you done from a sincere heart. God gave you exactly what you asked for, just when you needed it. Amen, yeah. And um, and one thing that I always have in my mind, whenever a negative thought or anything like that comes into my mind, um, I just say the Jesus prayer. So, Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. 
whatever it may be. Um, I'm currently job hunting, so if I ever get down about uh, this is taking so long, da da da, I need some. Lord Jesus Christ, sound God, have mercy on him. Lord Jesus Christ, sound God, have mercy on him. I keep saying that until the negative thought goes, and then yeah. yeah so mine's Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans plans to prosper you and give you a future, not plans to harm you. And the way that I translate that verse is no matter what goes through what I'm going through in my life, like this is part of God's plan, but I know past this is plans to prosper me. So don't don't worry about it. Mm. Like it's natural to worry. I'm yeah. not saying to anyone listening to this, like don't worry, don't have an anxiety. But again in the Bible it says cast your anxieties to the Lord. And I said to you guys at coffee, didn't I? Yeah. I said yeah, yeah, there yeah. came a point in my life, Rashid, where I gave everything to God. <laughs> Literally. Like, and when I say everything, <laughs> I gave him my bank account, I gave him my relationships, mm. I gave him my, the car I drive, I gave him my job. Yeah. Because I tried to do it myself. Like I said at the top of this, you need God. Mm. And if you're trying to do life without God, how's that working out for you? Tell me. How is it? and yeah. and like yeah, it, it it was just beautiful, and um, I just want to thank God for for bringing us guys together oh, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so guys, we've run out of time, but before we finish, I always finish on a question. Okay, this is a question that I was asked by Alex, who, by the way, um, big up Alex and the guys at Shift Momentum for putting us in the studio today. Um, it's a wonderful space. So Alex asked me this question on a, um, a 24-hour live stream earlier on this year. And as soon as he asked me it, I was like, I'm pinching, <laughs> I'm pinching that for my podcast. So big up, Alex. So we'll go around the, we'll go around the room. We'll start with you, Rashid. Okay. In 365 days from now, mm-hmm. what are you going to say to yourself sat here today? So one year from now, what are you going to say back to yourself today? That's that's a scary question. I'm almost knocking on thirty. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a touchy one. That one. Um, I think from for speaking regards to the podcast, first of all, is well done. Like that's the number one thing. I was speaking to David about this, and Archie as well was saying we didn't think we would get to where we are so quickly. Mm. We normally a lot of as you know the normal common term most businesses fail after one year. You know how it is, but we somehow have managed to still keep this going. Mm-hmm. And I hope that we do continue to keep this going and we can see like the fruits of our labor, what's coming out from all of that. And I just think for myself personally, it's just keep, keep, keep going strong. Like there is a lot that I go through, like in my life, like I said, I've got no hair, all of this. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Big up, big up for the board game. <laughs> I know, exactly. Saving £40 a week. That's what <laughs> yeah, I'm doing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I see all these men going for trim. Exactly. <laughs> uh, what a bunch of losers. <laughs> but now nah, my barber's open 24 hours, so it's all right. So, um, yeah, I think just keep going. I think I'm going into a new chapter of my life when I'm okay. at 30. I'm now looking at potentially hoping to find someone for my future. Even my mom's now starting asking questions like every single time. Bro, listen, I'm 40 and... When it happens, it happens. Yeah, it happens, it happens. But yeah, I think just keep going. Like, you're in a new chapter. You need to start thinking about the future. Wife, kids, better career, all that stuff. So that's what I would say to myself is like, yeah, just keep going, Rush. You've done very, very well to get to where you are. Archie, 365 days from now, what are you going to say to yourself? Difficult. Um, 365 days from now and 365 days after that and so on and so forth. Um, God is good. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I mean, for me, I've, I'm a very goal-orientated person. So I've, on my phone, I have my yearly goals. So okay. as long as I tick every box within that, then 
it's uh, well done, pound the back, and then set the next 365-day goals. Okay. Yeah, so as long as I hit those goals, it's uh, well done, on to the next one. Okay. Everyone's to do well done. Yeah, yeah well so done. yeah, well, well done. done. Well, well done. done. All right. <laughs> well done. And right, it's, it's a common theme. It's a common theme. Well done. Um, what about yourself? Mm. Yeah, yeah. He didn't quit. Oh, nice, nice, one. nice, nice. He didn't quit. There were so many times. That's powerful. So many, yeah. so many times I wanted to give up. Mm. Like I've, I've been through a lot with my personal life, with my work life, with my kids, and I wanted to quit, and I didn't. So yeah, three hundred sixty-five days from now is you didn't. That's the powerful one. That should be another t-shirt. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the when I, I'm going to drop some merch, right? And I'm going to have a water bottle, and it's going to say you didn't quit. That, that's, that's a great amazing. one. That's yeah. a shout. That's yeah. a really and great I'll idea. sell it in gyms. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what would I do? Honestly, business idea. Man, that's that's amazing. And then man. we get ten percent. Ten percent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're just here. <laughs> that's it. We'll, we'll, we'll talk with Alex and the guys after. We'll get that up and running. Um, no, guys, thank you so much for coming thank in. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. It's been amazing to sit down and talk with you guys. Um, and I'll tell you now, it's not that end. Yeah. This is start, start something beautiful. Um, I'm so thankful that, that we got to, to share this time together. We got to share this space. And it was it was lovely meeting you. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you all. Um, thank you for coming in. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Appreciate thank it. Um, and thank you all for listening. Um, make sure you come back next week. Um, I've got I've got a really good guest lined up. Um, I hope. <laughs> 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 nah, uh, yeah. No, f- keep listening. Um, keep subscribing. Oh, before we go, give a shout out to the where where can everyone connect with you guys? Yeah, so we are man up for what predominantly we've been operating through um, Instagram. We've got our link trees, so that's going to have all of our Spotify, YouTube. LinkedIn as well. Mm. So honestly, just jump on our Instagram, man up for what? That's M U W four M U four W pod on yeah. Instagram for us. Okay, well, yeah, make sure you're hitting these guys up. Um, but that's it, and I will catch you all on the flip side. Take care. Thank Peace. you. Thank Cheers. You.